Evolve 360, a holistic approach to life, is an exploration of learning through experience to transform individually and culturally as a whole by taking a 360 degree look at our quality of life, including the limiting beliefs, worn out paradigms, and destructive habits that have led us to where we are today, and to instead create or revolutionize a new life vision that brings greater peace, appreciation, fulfillment, clarity, happiness, and joy as we ultimately evolve. In our last four episodes of our series on the Sacred Contract of America, Shelley and I explored the birth of our nation, its sins, the archetypal patterns involved in that, and the fate and destiny of the United States of America, and whether or not we're living up to its soul's intent and its sacred contract. So if you haven't listened, go back and catch up on episodes 12, 13, 14, and 15. In this episode, it's time to ask ourselves the questions, how does all this history and information impact us now? And what are we gonna do with it? Or more importantly, what is our own sacred contract with America? So let's get the conversation started. Welcome to the Evolve 360 Shelly Shell Show with host Shelly Grace and Shelly Divine. Hey, soul sister. Hey, How are you hey. doing? Oh, I'm doing really good. But geez, what did you think about Kanye West's announcement? He's running for president. Wow, right? No. I know. And this is something because I could just imagine what if he wins. What is Kim Kardashian going to be wearing for Inauguration Day, huh? Ooh, a deep V plunge. You know, like, woo! You know? <laughs> I oh, can't wow. say that I'm a fan of either one. I mean, I'm very familiar with them. I like, right, you know, a right. little bit. I know people that love to listen and gossip and talk about them and stuff, but I'm not, like, I don't typically watch them, and I don't know too much about Kanye other than, He's, you know, a great musician or singer mm -hmm. and stuff. Yes. He's created a lot of great music. Um, he's supposedly, uh, you know, a genius in his in his ability. To, I don't know. Does he rap or something? I don't know. Does he? I don't know because I don't, I don't know about his music. But I started googling him, and yeah. I do know he he's got to be a really shrewd and smart businessman. He's a billionaire. He. I also found out that he uh, got really into the conservative party he was a trump supporter yeah I, and, I, yeah i knew that wow yeah and he he basically set the intention to run for the presidency back in 2015 when he was getting the vanguard award oh. so this has been for a bit yes he just recently you know he he announced july the 4th which is our independence day and then he recently submitted all paperwork so i don't know what that's going to be like for him because you know, I don't, I don't understand that strategy of, you know, if you just submit now, like, you know, the elections are just around. The yeah, because don't you have to get approved in so many states or something yes, and get do. some sort of, you know, like, you know, petition signed, like yes, 2,000 names. Exactly. I don't know how many states. And, and he just, is he behind the eight ball or in front he of is it? behind because he didn't get some positions in, in one of the states. But what's interesting ah. is He's running as an independent and his party's called the happy birthday because if he wins, it's going to be a happy birthday. Wow. And I find that really interesting because then I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's going to be like a party, party, party every day. So yeah. 
You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, Biden's been up three times a charm. I have no idea. He's been up. This is the third time that he he puts his name in the ring and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Trump's back on and God only knows, you know, I, I, I am not into politics. I am into making this world a better place. And you and I have banded together Same to here. do this. Yeah. But you know, you wonder, you absolutely wonder, um, you know, what's this all about? And, and, you know, the leadership that we need now to take us to the next level of where we are in our evolution, in our world with, you know, with everything that's happened, like who's yeah. going to take us there or who is there already or who's going to come in that's going to get enlightened to, to help us navigate through these these murky waters yeah do, I we, do we need politicians i'm like I, i'm on the point do we still need these guys in here like do we still need them i don't know i think I people know. get wrapped up it's like families that have had this you know prominent name for decades and decades and decades and you know like you're yeah. you're a rothschild or you're a kennedy or you're you know, I, and I agree. And, and, you know, that lineage, maybe we're done with political parties. Maybe yeah. this is the end of this. And we just have to have leadership and people in leadership roles that are going to help us navigate because this country is in a tiz. Let me tell you, it is Ooh, in a yeah. tiz. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to charge more taxes. Not that I'm a proponent of that because who yeah. wants to pay taxes, but I just saw um, a commercial on a, you know, Biden was one of his political campaigns that he wants to, you know, create like a trillion. He, he wants to tap into and give people like a the trillion dollars, you know. I, it's well, didn't like, Kanye what? say for everybody, every woman that has a baby, I'm going to give you a million bucks or something? Like every single them, mom? You know? Every single hey, I mom get pregnant again. <laughs> I was like, geez, oh I wish that happened. Like, you know, whatever. I know, I know. <laughs> I think everybody in the collective, they all have good intentions, yeah. but when they get into that office, it's a different ball game. They're doing and a lot of different things, it's, right? It's a different ball game and you have to juggle and you have, you know, all different kinds of agendas coming in. And this is what our show is about today, everybody. It's the sacred contract of America and the call for leaders, because we need leaders in this world that are going to take us into the next level. And I wanted to start to set the intention of our show with a quote, because who better than someone that's been involved in leadership for, a, I mean, I think five or six decades. He's already passed away. His name is Warren Bennis. And the quote that I want to share with all of you is becoming a leader is synonymous with becoming yourself. It is precisely that simple and also that difficult. Mm. So it's interesting because that's what Shelly and I are, are it, our whole platform is about that life and business with soul going into the micro, which is yourself. And then taking that in the collective, which is the macro, which is the rest of the world, yeah. but to become a leader, and to really know yourself, that's not an easy process. It is not an easy process at all. So as I was saying, to become a leader, you need to really know yourself if you're going to be a good and solid leader. And this is what Warren Bennis had been talking about. He was very, very in, you know, active in the leadership movement way back in the 60s. He worked at MIT. He did behavioral uh, psychology. He's written tons and tons of books. And, you know, he was just a regular guy, but through all his research and everything that he did, he found the formula 
to what really makes a great leader in this world. And he was just uh, into management. He's written books on that. Mm-hmm. And he, he chose the life of a teacher. He was a brilliant man. But I just love when people that are brilliant mm-hmm. choose the life of a teacher. Because that, you know, why are we here? What is our life purpose? I know that mine mm-hmm. has always been to help others on this path as a teacher as well. I love teaching and bringing information. Mm-hmm. And Shelly and I, this is what we're doing. We're helping you think. We're bringing information into the fold to get you to get out of that herd mentality and stop and say, whoa, maybe I've been called to be that visionary leader. So I think he's a really cool guy. If you haven't uh, heard of him, you know, Google him, look him up. He has done a lot for leadership and he passed away in 2014, but his, his work is very, his work is in place for, for decades on end. What's his name again, Shell? It's Warren Bennis, B-E-N-N-I-S, Warren Bennis. Yes. And uh, he's been everywhere. The Wall Street Journal. Wow named him as one of the top 10 sought after speakers on management in 1993. And they referred to him as the Dean of Leadership Guru. The Dean of Leadership Gurus in 1996. So he's, he's been around and, you know, we don't like to talk about things that we haven't done research on and that there's no substance for. We say that the world of leadership and our world is changing, but it's like anything. You have the solid foundations of the past and we build on these. We scaffold on these as we, as we you know, move on to the new epoch, the new era that we're in. Yeah. The yeah. new era that we're in. It's kind of like tiers. You're building on a tier. Like you get, exactly. you get to one level of, say, responsibility and yeah. then are you willing to go to the next tier and acquire whatever, whatever it requires, right. you know, and, and it's usually more responsibility of some it kind. Is, you know, it's, to- it's total responsibility. And a lot of times being a leader is not easy. Mm-hmm. And, you, you, you know, there's not a lot of friends in, in, that, in that world because you just, you know, it's a lonely place. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lonely place at the top. And those of you that are listening to this and our leaders understand that statement that I've just said. Because you know, you know, you can't be friends with the people that you manage because, you know, it's not cool. You know, it's, it's, what if you have to turn around and become a boss? And then, you know, there's so many dynamics to it. And and Shelly and I are working on a a really cool program to just, you know, address these things from an archetypal perspective Mm. and, and help you guys with it. But geez, you know, I'm so excited about today's show because we are the call for visionary leaders and Mm using our sacred contract of America, mm-hmm. what's that going to look like? So yeah. Cheryl, what do you think that's going to look like? I don't know. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about the archetypal patterns and the four survival, which everybody, not just in this country has to contend with, but everybody globally has to contend with as well as our country on the, the macro level. But mm-hmm. what's interesting, which I never knew um, back in the day when I first heard Carolyn talk about America, like right after 9-11, and she right. did this whole series, this audio series, which a lot of this is based on what, what, what we've been working on, right. and, and about the sacred contract of America and about these eight archetypal patterns. Now, I have my individual 
eight that I grew up with, say the athlete, you know, the damsel, like, and, <laughs> and, and the healer and the warrior and I, and I, and the scribe and stuff. And I had those and I get those, but I was always drawn to the rebel, the entrepreneur, the, the judge. I mean, I got a, I got my own self judge, judging this, judging that. Um, <laughs> And then, and then naturally the mother and the pioneer for women's mixed martial arts. It was a big pioneer studying that. So I had that interest in these, these particular archetypes and the mystic. I'm, I mean, I'm working with Carolyn. I'm like, I went into the castle. I've, I've done this work and I've done the visionary work. I've done all this work. And I'm like, wow, there's like this other macro layer on top of me as an individual. Yes. And and so that's why I'm we're asking in this in this, you know, p- this show today about leaders. It's like I always kind of knew I was like, you know, maybe a a baby leader back 10 years ago, but maybe <laughs> I didn't have the the, you know, like when when destiny calls, I didn't have the you know, the, the know-how to go about something. I wasn't completely ready. I didn't want to sacrifice something for something else. I was just like, whoa, I know what that is, but whoa, hold off. And I think right. sometimes people are in that position of, you know, going from their faded, you know, everyday life and they're like wanting something more. But when 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 push comes to shove, are they going to actually step out and, and, and stand up and take on that extra responsibility? Because that's what it is. Your destiny is is consistent responsibility and to be a leader you have to you have to embrace that on some level even though you don't know what the outcome is in the long run and i find myself you and i in that position today where i am ready for it and i'm like okay but i feel like these these other archetypal patterns from from the you know the 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 us's archetypal patterns have been in me and moving through me. I mean, I remember when, you know, like during one of um, uh, Carolyn's uh, workshops, when we were at it, like, I don't, it must've been in Chicago or something. Andrew Harvey's there and he's like, I mean, like he's getting everybody. He's like, he's like the sacred activist. I mean, like he gets you all wound up and I am literally the only one in a, in a room full of 200 doing, doing like the rebel cry. Woo, woo. You know, <laughs> and, and I'm like, and then I looked around. And I was like, I know. I think I looked at you. Calm down, Shelly. Yeah, calm down, Shelly. I even glass of wine. Caroline gave me a look, and I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> where did? And I'm thinking, where did that come from? I'm like, where did that come from? You know, like and that's I, awesome that that's coming out for me now. I'm, I'm, I've had a different parallel life from yours because I've been in leadership for almost 25 years now. And when I said it's lonely at the top, boy, do you, you realize how lonely it is at the top when you get that, that, that role. And I, I at one time was managing 150 people and, you know, spinning plates all over the place. But one thing that I want to share with our, our viewers and our listeners is that I was on the road with Carolyn and with you way back. Yeah, but I didn't integrate it, and we've got a real, a, a great stuff happening for all of you out there. Because when I when I realized, you know, I was in, I was not integrating it in the collective. I was doing it on a individual macro level, balancing my leadership roles with all the teachings of Carolyn. Because I just didn't feel comfortable stepping up to the plate. You were an implant. 
I know, right? Well, I just, it was, it was scary because I'm a public figure. Yeah. You know, people look to me and I'm thinking, okay, but you know, it's okay. It's okay to embrace. It's okay to do. And I've got this really funny story when the episode that we're going to do on this, because, you know, what you have to understand is that eventually your destiny will be knocking on your door. When you're ready. <laughs> when you're ready. And that, it happened to me. Destiny knocked on my door in my face in a room full of people. Wow. It called me out and I stepped up. Good because for you. I, yeah, because it's, you, you know, as a leader, and I think it's easier today. People are more open with spirituality, with mm-hmm. consciousness. People are tired of the old 20th century leadership style, the Machiavellian. That doesn't really exist anymore. You know, who wants to be told what to do with no say? Yeah. No, people want to follow people. Like, you know, they don't want to follow, um, you know. They want to follow oh. people that are going to help help them grow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Inspire them. Exactly. Inspire yeah. them to be better, to, to, to value their ideas. Yeah. To, you know, tell them, you know, things that'll make them think critically. Who will roll up their sleeves and get in the dirt with them. Yes. You know, like who will roll up their sleeves, you know, who are capable of doing the work just as the the other individual and, and that, you know, and that they're, they're, they're okay with themselves and saying, you know what, I don't have the answer for that, but I'm going to find out, you know, like. Exactly. 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 And it's, you know, that's, that's a, 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 an ethical leader, a leader that is, is strong in their convictions and doesn't lie because, you know, yeah. at the end, people always see the liar. I mean, it always comes out. It yeah. always comes yeah. out. And, and even, it, and even if you, if, if it doesn't come out, you know, in your gut that something's off, oh. right? Oh. You yeah. Know? You totally it's like that know. slimy, sleazy, you know, like, yeah. you know. You know, and they're like, mm, and you're like, oh, come on, guy. You know, I really know. I know. I know. Yeah, you totally but do. I mean, yeah. and if you don't, you're just not trusting your intuitive, you know, like hits or whatever. You're, you're kind of, or maybe you're just not well versed in it because we are so, we're so wired to see things, say, symbolically, which we've been discussing all along the archetypes right. of the symbolic language of the soul. And that's why we talk about them so much um, and how important they are. And we are so wired for it. We, we love movies. We see it in movies and there's certain character types that we might gravitate to and, and really like and love. And, and, and so when somebody is lying to us, I mean, we could tell when we're watching a movie, we're like, oh yeah, there's the bad guy. <laughs> you know, like you can, you can always sniff them out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they might be coming in and you think they're all good and it might be a mystery show or something. And you're like, oh yeah, that's the guy that did it. He's of coming course. off like as the cool, like whatever, but there's something about him. So there's like this edge that you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There the totally edge. is. The energetic and, edge that really, yeah. And we have to get really good at discerning, you know, if we have, you know, if, if, you know, what does it take to be a leader, but we have to know what a good leader is and we have to sniff out the illusion of what is not a good leader, which I mean, everybody can see, but now that our leadership right now isn't good, but maybe we couldn't see it 
you know, four or five years ago because I have no we wanted, idea. We wanted other things, you know, we wanted we, we did were tired of we were tired of the Republican and the Democratic Party and their uh, uh, uh. Well look and, at Trump. He's a businessman, he's not a politician. And I yeah. I think that was fresh. Yeah. It was a fresh a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because we're really too entrenched in politics. When education became political and people it is, yeah. It was it was devastating for for the, the people that, that had the boots to the ground, the classroom yeah. teachers. Yeah. Now they had to jump through all these hoops. It was it's hard. It's hard for them. Yeah. But you know, now that we're touching on leadership, I just want to say what I did some research and with my own, you know, past history, what are some really good leadership qualities in a leader? But now that we're talking about individual leadership, what about those qualities also in our president? Yeah, I well, mean, like they, they gotta be, they gotta have some form of integrity. Well, and I'm gonna uh, rattle them off. Okay, I got no, them like, no, let, let's hear them, let's hear them, girlfriend. So the first would be a strong vision. You need a leader with a strong vision. If it's the president, it would be a strong vision for the country's future. Hmm. But you need someone with vision that they can see further out because hmm. you need to plan for that vision. Hmm. The next thing is an ability to put their own times in the perspective of history. And you know, Shelley, we've been talking about this, about leaders that were groomed and made in the 20th century and hmm. haven't shifted to 21st century. They haven't. So, no, they haven't. So we're in this time now. We're in a worldwide transition. Mm -hmm. So what leadership qualities do these men or women need? And they need to have that ability to put their own time into the perspective of history. I love that word. The yeah. perspective. The next one is the effective communication. And I don't care if it's 1800 or 2029. Yeah. We need effective communication skills because mm -hmm. if you don't communicate, you know, you got nothing. Yeah. The other one is the courage to make unpopular decisions. And those of you that listening to this, that are leaders and manage people, you know, that sometimes you have to make those tough decisions that no one's going to like, yeah. but it's for the good of the cause. It's not for the good of the personnel, or the good of, you know, whoever, because they want this done. No, you have to look at the collective. So those decisions have to be made. Then you, you need really good crisis management skills. Imagine the companies that were able to go online in a 24 to 48 hour um, move because they had leaders that had good crisis management skills versus those companies that, that really took a lot longer. I mean, that's important. And of course, our favorite, character and integrity yeah and you know surrounding yourself with people it says wise appointments or surrounding yourself with people that have your same vision have your same ethics a lot of times i used to surround myself with people that were not only brilliant but they were really good at one thing and i would you know take all those people and together we were a strong solid team mm -hmm. and that's what leaders need so you know as we talk about this, we need to look at the, the micro, which is the leadership person, the, the leader itself, and then the macro. The macro, because this is where we are, and we are in a transformation. 
Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, we're in this process right now where we're going to be, you know, like we're looking at, you know, who will potentially be the next president. I mean, that's only months away, right? you know, and you have, you know, this man in office now that people are finding that, you know, he is lacking leadership skills, you know, due to this epidemic that we're in, um, due to, I don't know, like just how we're dealing with foreign affairs and, and um, now with what's going to come up after this, well, not even after this pandemic, but in it, whoever is in office afterwards, the economic situation, you know, right. how is that going to play out with, I don't know. With- I don't, I don't know a lot about the political stuff. I mean, I know in education, but to me, I'm glad that we had a businessman in office and not a politician. Because I think that things would have been worse. I could be wrong. I mean, it's just what I, I feel. But yeah. we need someone who's going to take us into the next level with a new set of eyes. I don't know if, if I don't know who that's going to be. But yeah, well, right now, the, only, the, the new set of eyes is Kanye West. I mean, that's a total, you had, you had said like, uh, someone's going to come out of left field. I know. <laughs> And then you, and then, and then then it's like in here and saying, okay, here's, here he is. And he is out of left field. And And there's a lot, there's like 25 independent candidates. And okay, just, just let me, let me finish this because we got to look at the archetypal patterns here. Yes, we do. He's a bit of a visionary. There's some potential there that he's a mystic because of his, what people are saying currently about him. Is he, you know, like, is he on medication? Is he a little nuts? Is he, I don't know. you know, and that's part of a, a, sometimes a mystical journey. Okay. He could be seeing things. I don't know. And, and, and I haven't heard, I know that he's really into God and I, I value Yes. That. Well, that's but it. And the, and to bring God into this country again. Yes. And, and yeah. mystic would be into finding truth from God and then bringing it down. And one of these things, and I, I'm, I can't say that I'm a fan. I'm just, I'm just getting people to think outside the box. We all, we all are getting everybody to think because you have yeah. a, a man this is why right I'm, now this who's is a why business I'm, man. Right. Yeah. And uh, you're thinking outside the box when we're looking at right. a black man that is coming in and he's, he's a rock star. <laughs> and the potential, we just had a president who was a businessman and who was like a little like narcissistic. Okay. And, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And now we have, which, which is a reflection of our culture. And this is w- what the leadership, which we're seeing is in leadership right now. Okay. Right. And, and we got we to gotta wind this sucker down, man, because it's like there's some stuff going on here that is we're all collectively a part of. We're all contributing, contributing to this dynamic that's happening on this macro level, global with the pandemic, everything. Mm-hmm. So we have this, 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 this guy, Kanye West, black man with Black Lives Matter all going down now. This is, I mean, is this synchronicity or what? And well, I think people have to look into Black Lives Matter more because there's more to it that meets the eye. Yes. I mean, you have to, you have to look at what they really stand for. Yes. And, you know, people have to think and they have to do research. And what the, the whole, like, what, what a leader is all about is finding some sort of cause or whatever that people can follow them and believe in, too. 
Like, well, I'm into capitalism, everybody, because I'm an independent business owner. And again, my roots are from communism. And when I talk to other friends that are around the world, mm-hmm. I really get concerned because I want to be able to have my company, my business, and not be told what to do. Well, I think, I think the entrepreneur can solve a lot of problems that are socially like, you know, if we have issues with some people who are not um, able to say work and earn an income and there is these programs that entrepreneurs through the philanthropists. No, I know. I agree. I agree. But sometimes people don't understand this dynamic. That's why we're discussing it. I'm not, I'm not fighting with you. I am just saying sometimes people knock capitalism because they don't understand the idea of an entrepreneur philanthropist and, and what that there's the give back, you know, the give back. I agree. But at the same time, I really believe that what we need to do is put education in a different light. Absolutely. Because if everybody had the ability, because people talk now like, oh, charter schools and education. No, we really have to. Should I tell you my statistic or should I hold off until we do the education show? It's up, it's up to you, baby. I mean, it's all about leadership and, and, and starting from the ground up teaching well, children, you know, like, you know, really what does it take and, and endurance yeah. and, totally. and, you know, building stamina and some internal strength, you know, and a soulful strength, combine the whole thing. A and it lot starts of, when you're little. Right. But we need to change a lot of the paradigms because mm-hmm. we, the way that this country has been doing things, is no longer working. And I think we both agree. And that's why we started our show and we want to get people to think. Yeah, absolutely. But my concern is that we go from, you know, like you own a house and you go into another house and you have the same set of problems. They, they follow you. It's like yeah. a relationship. Yeah. So my concern is that we've gone from one to the other to is Kanye going to be the answer? Is an independent going to be the answer? What's going to be the answer? Where are we going to end up? Are we going to end up on a more socialistic platform? Are we going to still have our democratic freedom? Because as Carolyn says, and I'm going to continue saying this, your freedom must be managed. Yeah, absolutely. What's that going to look like? Mm -hmm. Are you going to like not be happy because now you can only buy the iPhone 11, not the (laughs) SE, because now they say, okay, and we, you know, you laugh, but we're, we're feeling this a little bit right now Mm. with, you know, the lockdowns and, you know, you have to be mandated wearing masks and things are happening. And there's a lot of business owners out there that are really, you know, granted, we all have to pull together to try and squash this COVID. But when, you know, the government steps into your personal life, that's a harsh reality. And that's my concern. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to be very vigilant and you guys have to think and do your research. Well, we got to come up with, concern. we got to come up with new ways of being. And it's like, you have to be, yeah. you can't be passive right now and just no. think that, okay, this is all going to blow over in another couple months and then we'll get back to normal. Normal doesn't exist anymore. Not the normal that we came from in the past. We have to create something new and, and we're moving into a new paradigm 
of how things are going to be and this COVID is part of it. You know, this isn't going to be over with right now, like down and down where you are, they're, they're potentially going to shut down because all everything's gone up again. Well, just recently there was, there were some towns surrounding like, um, uh, outside of Boston, but now like some of, they were in phase three, some of these gyms that I know that were going to open up and they have Somerville has one of the towns has said, no, we're going to push it back to, um, to August now. And so the people that are there that want to open their gyms are like, damn, they're pissed. Uh, well, how would they not be? They're losing. They're, they're, they're losing money. They're losing, you yeah. know, whatever. And I and I completely empathize. But on the bigger level, there's still this problem, and it is close touch. And they don't. They might not agree with the decision, but but there are statistics that are showing that this is on the rise again, and people are. And and I I personally feel like I mean it's still like I I'm not running my boot camp, and I you know who knows what the months ahead. Right how I will actually manage without having the, the, the group that I'm typically accustomed to or having okay. the private training clients that I, I'm accustomed to because they're having issues with their own work, you know, like they, they might not have work coming in. So it's just, this is, this is, you know, we got to get creative as Americans and we really have to look at who our leaders are going to be and, mm -hmm. and say, you know, can we trust these people with these predicaments that we're in? Because it's like, could it become better or is it going to get... It's a global problem. And it is. At the same time, it's, it's a problem where it's so multidimensional because you have so much coming well, in. Well, maybe it's time we step, you know, we haven't, you know, this wasn't in our show notes, but like we have to start talking a little bit more about energy and the dynamic of energy that this yes. is, how you heal it, how you heal it. And it's yes. not from a, a tangible, like, you know, like physical, yeah. you know, like grab it and wrestle it to the ground. It is, it is more from sitting back and breathing into the energy of it and the vibration of it and shifting that vibration. Right now we're in cray cray, narcissistic, crazy kind of, and, and our leadership oh. demonstrates that. Well, it does. I, it I, demonstrates I that. And that's that. what's in us too. We cannot yeah. escape it. And I'm the first, I'll be the first one. It's been in me. I know I felt certain ways about this stuff. Oh. And I'm like, and it's like, and it's external. I can see it externally. And it's oh, like all these absolutely. issues, these, these four archetypal patterns that we keep bringing up, we're contending with continuously. And we have to bring in the lighter aspects of it and really kind of go into our own self-involvement which is super narcissistic and, and say, okay, what's good for the whole, not just me. I totally agree with you. And this is, this is our turning point. I mean, we, my girlfriend called me yesterday because it was a new moon in cancer 2020. <laughs> oh boy. And you know, she's, she's my astrology buddy. You know, she calls me, she keeps me in check cause I'm not really into astrology, but I, I, I love following the stars from time to time. I don't understand it very well. Yeah. But she said we are in a, in, in, it's in cancer, which is the home. And if you look at the home, it's our, our, our home, which is not only our own home, but our, our America. Yeah. And we are in a transition and we have to align ourselves and narcissism is right where we're at. And yeah. the only way to destroy it is to look within narcissists. You know, when, when you look at a narcissist, you know, they, 
they need to look within and they have to look at their wounds and try and heal the wounds. And we right now have to heal the wounds of America. And I I like the way that you brought the energy in because this is such a huge, deep rooted problem Mm. that we need to see how with the collective and the leaders that hopefully are going to step up to the plate, we can, we can begin to heal these deep seated wounds. Very important. Well, the other thing too is, you know, they may be wounds, but we got to stop crying over our wounds. Oh, we have to, you know, and and start to move forward and say, okay, how are we going to move forward? Because you can, you can let go of a wound in the blink of oh, an eye. Absolutely. But that's part what of being, you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, yeah, wh- how is this wound serving me if I keep it going? Right. You know, where do I have control over someone else? And, and that's what we, you know, a lot of what we've been talking about is getting away from this, trying to control somebody else and, and giving to them what we want for ourselves. But, um, to understand the transformation that needs to take place, I think you have to know how it goes in cycles. And we talked about it, I think, a little bit in our, our last episode right. on on the five stages of transformation. And it happens in everything. It happens with like the teenager that is rebellious and is revolting because they're saying, nah, nah, ah, I don't want that anymore. It happens like maybe when you're you're in your marriage or whatever, and you're like, okay, something's, you know, like off here and you revolt and you're not getting along with your husband. And then you do, and then there's an involution and you, I don't know what I want. You go in. Exactly. You go in, you got to be quiet. That's not the time to talk to anybody. Then when they come out, the narcissist is actually essential for your development, but we, we've been in it too long. We've been in it for, long. Since, since the 1940s. And, and being in that narcissistic um, attitude or whatever, or, or a phase, we are creating a world that's narcissistic. It's all about me. And we need to move on from that and go into that evolution every stage and then into the illumination. And we need leaders that are going to take us into those other two stages that, that will see that. And that's why I'm like, I keep going back. I'm still sneaking back to little Mr. Kanye because of, because, because of, I mean, he looks like, you know, like he's got some like stuff going on there. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm seriously not a fan. This terrifies me, but it also intrigues me. It intrigues me on that cosmic level because okay. I'm like, it's like, it's like, can you imagine way back when, when everybody thought that the, the world was flat and then you had this guy come on and say, no, it's round and nobody right. believed him and he sounds like a whack job. I mean, yeah. that could be Kanye West. <laughs> you know? Well, anything is possible. Right? Anything is possible and you never know. You never know. And I did tell you that someone's going to come out and left field. You did. Yeah, I did. I, and I have been thinking that because we really have to take our country to a new level. Yeah. To a new level. And I think the shift started with Obama yeah. and then it was Trump. Yeah. And now let's see who's going to be. Yeah. Uh, who knows? And, and are, we, are we terrified of having a woman in there? It could be a woman. There's a bunch of women running independent. Well, yeah. Maybe the right ones weren't up and ready, but could, could, could America stomach, you know, a, a female leader? 
Do you think? Anything is possible. Oh, I know. But I mean, Anything like possible, but, but I, I think the whole dynamic of like Washington yeah. and, you know, the lobbyists and, you know, Congress and how the dynamics of all of those moving pieces are going to fit in yeah. because there has to be a lot of change and it doesn't start from the top. Yeah. It basically starts from the middle with the politicians, Congress, you know, everything, everything has to shift. Yeah. You know, every time I turn the TV, I see Pelosi, you know, she's screaming and she's, you know, it's like, I don't even know these people. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I mean, we just have to put politics aside and we just have to think about what's best for this country and for the people of this yeah. country. Yeah. And, and the, the original kind of, um, thoughts about this country, about freedom for all people and what that actually really means. And and stepping into that and then to then bringing that out into the you know other countries as well and meeting other right. world leaders with the same kind of um, what we want for our country is, is what they want for theirs and let everybody it, it should be like one big global landscape it True. is economically we're, we're trading and stuff with all you know other countries and stuff why can't we just all get why can't we just all get along <laughs> why can't we just all get along well yeah. you know one of one of his campaign managers or he's really supporting him is elon musk and really yes. can elon musk is yes and wow i love it he's you know we're going to be doing a show on leaders but i think he's a pretty cool guy I do too. I think there's some people that have some challenges or some problems with him, but I, I always, when I listen to him, I always thought he was yeah. very. Well, he marches to a beat of a different drum. Oh, absolutely. Basically, I think that's the kind of people that we need in office yeah. because not get sucked into the herd mentality or it's yeah. always been done this way, you yeah. know? And I, and I like that because he really got a lot of criticism when he moved his company to Texas. Was it yeah. Texas that he moved it? And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and and I just I just really think that he's a true visionary leader. Well, put a car in a space. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, um, I I, thing. I was like, did that all on his, you know, get the funding? He, you know, people believed yeah. in him and and gave him the money to do it. It, it makes you wonder if if people can kind of do this, you know, do we really need government? You know, do we really? And that's the question of today. Do we really need government? What's it going to look like? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that have to unfold because as we were saying earlier, when we were having our, like our heated discussion, which I loved, yeah. you know, here I am, you know, it's yeah. like, we've been throwing money at people to help support them. Yeah. But I'm from the, I'm from the school of thought where I will help you but I'd rather teach you to fish. You know, I'll give you some. Oh food. yeah, absolutely. You need to be self-supporting. And I love these companies that are helping the minority my, and a lot of women entrepreneurs get on their feet. Yes. There's so get many programs now. Exactly. And just to me, it's all about education. And I just go back to that Yeah. because that education Where's our world going to be? And we really have to, I mean, I could do like a whole season on revamping the entire education system. Well, that's where we're heading, aren't we? <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. We're headed in revamping everything. Totally, I, totally. I think we, so. We got to think and we got to see who we're going to, you know, elect. Yes. Elect. 
because yeah. it's, it's so important. And, you know, getting back to what we were talking about, the narcissist and how today people are living in a world of illusion. Yeah. They're self-medicating. They don't, you know, because we talked on our last show about the truth. The truth is painful. Yeah. And do you want to go in life and go through suffering or just feel pain? Like the little bandaid that, that, you know, get rips off like really yeah. fast. Yeah. But I know well, so suffering, suffering. The difference with pain is, you know, when I said this before, just so people know is pain, like life, we're going to have a certain amount of pain, like people dying on us and you might get sick or something, or you might, you know, like you might have something that's going to cause you pain. Suffering is you choosing, choosing when you have other options right. and, and to stay in the pain. Right. And, and that causes issues all along the way. So, you know, like I, I'm always, you know, that, that, that was always kind of an amazing perception. And sometimes people well, don't realize that they choose to stay in their own suffering they and, don't. Right. and they need to come out of it. But um, getting back to what you're saying about the, you know, the narcissist and, and us coming out of that into creating leaders through education and, mm -hmm. and developing um, some other sorts of programs that um, raise up leaders that mm -hmm. have the integrity and that aren't overwhelmed, but they're, they're coming from a different place than totally. external, than, than gaining like the external exposure of like, oh, look at me. You know, like the micro manager yeah. or the, the Oscar contender. I did this yeah. or that, or, that. Or, or 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 somebody who's a double crossing assassin or something. You know, boss or something like that. But like, who, who's not looking for external gratification or a, right. you know, like achievement oriented? They're 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 getting their information from within. They're going deep inside, and they're right. they're they're talking within them their soul. I think like how our founding fathers did, although they didn't take it like Thomas Jefferson didn't take it to that next level, which he should have. He was in a place of power. Damn him. <laughs> Damn him. Could have, could have solved a lot of problems for everybody today. Right. But we got to do it. We got we to gotta pick up that ball and take it forward and, and, uh, and really move from the soul and, and, and not, you know, I think the thing was, is when you, when we first started this, this show and you started to talk about leadership being, you know, a place of loneliness. One of the things about being a leader though, the advantage of it is you, you gain that um, responsibility and you're on these tiers of growth. Like if you're at the ground floor, you're, you know, in the basement, maybe you're a baby leader and you're, you're right. managing, like you're managing your, your, your little, you know, whatever your team. Team of three. Right. Yeah. And then you get a little more responsibility then a little more and a little more. And you're looking around you, you're looking out the window and you're saying, Oh God, what are they doing? And I'm like, I want to be up there. And then, and then finally you're right. up at the penthouse and you've got like all this responsibility. You're, you know, like you're wheeling and dealing and you're doing like these great things. But, but the advantage of that, even though you're alone at the top and you may be getting a lot of criticism, but you've got to build the backbone to be like, you know what? I don't care what you think. And I'm doing my thing because I got a direct line to God and it's coming through me and I'm expressing it. And I am, I, I am following that direction, right. but you have this, this clarity where you can see not just the next door neighbor, you will start to see things from a larger scale. Like you'll, you'll have clarity seeing like the whole, the whole big picture. 
of how right. things can be. And that's the great thing about becoming, you know, a really good leader, but it does take time to get there because you have to build the soul esteem and the stamina to get there. And it's, you know, what does it take to get there? It's like that, that list that, you know, you, you had said about what it takes to be a president and stuff. Right. There's, a, there's integrity, there's a capacity to, to, you know, be, um, be, um, uh, to have people follow you and you have to be capable of, of doing things. And that takes and I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna, things. I'm going to throw something else in there. That's really big. Leaders have to go within because if they don't deal with whatever wounds, like we call it, yeah, then they are going to be leading from the position of that wound. Exactly. And that's huge. Yeah. So if you have an issue in your life, in your, in your life at all, then you have to be very clear that you're not bringing that issue onto a greater platform and influencing others with your stuff. Exactly. So that, that takes a lot of growth. Yeah. It takes someone who can, you know, see clearly that they have to detach themselves when they make certain, you know, certain decisions that might impact them personally from their past. Yeah. And, and that's, a faded, that's a, I've got a, that just got a point. That's a faded choice too, when you're leading from that. And then you yes. the, the example. Okay. What would be a good example for this one? So let's say that, huh, let's say that what would be a good example for this one, Shelly? This, this came out in left field for me. Oh, sorry. But, I thought you were going to give an example. That's why I said that. I didn't no, but I, I've got a ton of them, but I'm just okay. trying to make it easy. Oh. So let's say that you came from a two-parent household that was very dysfunctional. Mm. And you, this is a good one, okay? That you're, you felt that your mom didn't stand up and have a voice that your mom mm-hmm. kind of was a doormat, okay? Ah, yep. That your dad always kind of pounced on her. And, and you grew up with the, with the maybe, and you know, this could be maybe, and it could be role reversal. Let's say it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a man that had a mom like this, or it could be a woman that had mm-hmm. a dad that maybe the mother did this to. So when you grow up and now you're in a position of leadership, you might not honor or value that, that woman Mm -hmm. and give her a seat at the table because you feel that she's not worthy of that seat because she's Mm -hmm. a lesser, you know, she's weak. She's, you know, whatever it is that you have from your past in that, in that script of your life, Mm -hmm. then you bring that forward and you might be prejudiced to give, you know, the, the, the woman, the chair, you know, chairman of the board. Yeah or bring the woman into a really big deal that she's going to be running. Yeah. And I talk about women because really we need more women in these leadership roles. And I've done a study because I I teach leadership at the university and Carol Sandberg, who's part of Facebook, she's really into this for women. And she Mm -hmm. does this really great thing about, Hey, you know, you guys have to have a seat at the table because when she was in, in the, you know, doing what she does, a lot of women would come in and instead of sitting around the table, they'd sit in the back seat behind either their boss or whoever. And this is part of having clarity as a leader. 
not bringing your past and your wounds into what you're doing. Well, I think it points to, I think a lot of women because of the female dynamic of being unequal. Okay. And this is part of, you know, we, we grew up through liberation, you know, we didn't have the right to vote for a long time. And then we got it and we weren't considered to be able to work in the workplace. I mean, I think the 1940s brought that into where, you know, we were at world war and all the men were off and then women felt like I can leave my kid without guilt and go and work and support this country. And so that engine started you know, women being able to be in the workforce. But one of the things that, you know, as a kid, and I'm going to just, a wound or a perception, it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a wound, but it's a perception that you, or a belief that you develop as a child and you take that into, you know, your adult life into the workforce as maybe a woman. I'm just going to use a woman as an example because this is my thing. I'm going to just say my thing as usual because this is what I know. And I developed the perception that the only thing a woman could be was either a nurse or um, a teacher, teacher, which is fine. Those are great professions. Okay. But that wasn't something that I was like, I don't know. I don't think I fit into that. Not, not in the typical, like, you know, teaching in an elementary school or a high school or something like that. That doesn't, that didn't resonate with me, but I felt like that was the only thing. And then women weren't like, you know, they were like a second, second, you know, whatever, you know, like, and, and that we didn't have value as a female, the man had the value. So, but what I, what I discovered through some of my martial arts training later on is men perceived and men deal with this too. You know, it's not just women, men deal with this too, but the men would project after a certain age in school, they would project things as you get, you know, say maybe in your twenties, you get out of school and stuff. And then you get in your thirties. Sure. You can work in the workforce, but you're going to do like, you're going to be a secretary or, you (laughs) you know, like, or you're going to be, you know, like, I had a guy secretary. He was fantastic. Well, that's, that's great. Right. Yeah. I mean, now it's like that. Now it's like that. But back when we were maybe coming up, it wasn't quite like that. It was like the females were the same. It was like there was a, you know, a sexist kind of thing going on there. Women took certain roles and and men had the other roles. Right. But my point, which I'm a long journey around, is that women in some way, and I think this is why they sit in the back and they didn't take, you know, the the head share at the head of the table, is a lack of confidence. Because of that, because of that belief that is not just, you know, in the individual, it was in the macro. In the collective, yeah. It was in the, the collective. Macro. And we absorbed it in our cell tissue and grew up with that. And we are, we have been, and you got to think with Black Lives Matter, they have that collective, like not being equal in their cell tissue. And we are trying to escape that and to clear it and to heal it. And it comes with confidence. But where does the confidence come from? It comes from being in alignment, I'm going to just go back to this because this is what we're all about, girlfriend. Right, right. Is getting into that soulful, tap in a God and know the truth and trust it and have the faith in it to have the spine in it, but that takes time to develop. And people, I mean, I couldn't see myself like when I was in my, even like 15 years ago, there were things, there were things that I wanted to start and I started them with other people. And this was like my leadership journey. And 
I couldn't get right. them off the ground because I didn't have the confidence to sit in front of, in, in front of somebody and go through my business plan and say, this is right. that and that and ask them for $2 million to help me do the project. Right. And I just didn't have it. I, the other people I was with, knew that a little bit better, knew how to go about that. But then they dropped off and they left me holding the bag. And I was like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. This right. is too much. I can't do this. I was like scared to death. And, and, and so it's like, it's, it's about having the confidence in, in, right. in, and it's a process to become in that phase of leadership. And there's, we're all dealing with little things and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a, it's a, it's a wound. It's, it's about developing stamina. It's about discipline. It's all the, all the things that I've learned in say my martial arts training. Right. It's like, you have to, you have to practice and practice like getting in front of a camera and, and public speaking and being able to, you know, not stutter or whatever, or, or not use too many ums. And I'm the classic chick that's going to be using um, 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 and then looking at my notes and I, I'm like, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And I'm, I'm actually but you're doing great, but it's stepping, but it's, it's stepping about, into your power. Yes. And it, and it's about having the confidence to do it. And, and I think that's where, you know, as, as, you know, developing leadership skills, Yes. It's going to be practice and, and you have to do something almost 10,000 times to get it. It's, it's, it needs to be practiced, but we need to start teaching kids. Yeah. When I ran my school, we did public speaking because that skill set is something that will, and it's research-based, it will get you the job more yeah. often than not than someone in, in that position that doesn't have. How many people are comfortable standing in front of a bunch of people and, and speaking, speaking and not, you know, and making yeah. a point. Yeah, so exactly. It, it, yeah. Being able like to that. make a point. Not making, just a like... point. <laughs> making a point, exactly. making a point, but you know, you brought up so many important things that you were talking about and, and the way out of where we are, mm. because, you know, we do have those, those wounds from the past. We drag everything with us, even from the time that this country was built, it's in our DNA. But the way through this is through what we're going through right now, the transformation, bringing somebody in, yeah. you know, the, the narcissist I was, I was looking at yeah. is, in a, it's, it's part of this essential turning point. Now we yes. are where we are. The narcissist is important, but now we've got to take that narcissist and transform it. Yes. So who knows? Maybe Kanye will be president. Not that I'm calling him a narcissist, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're I at think a we gotta, you know, there's so much concern about that too. It's like, okay, is he going to take away votes from the Republican or the Democratic Party? And then who's going to end up? And so you got to know what state you're in and which is a swing state, which is a state like if you're in Massachusetts, you know, it's going to go Democrat. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. It's still going to go Democrat. But if you're up in New Hampshire, it's going to be like, that's kind of a little bit of a swing. Right. Florida is a swing state. So it's yeah. like, you got to, you got to either vote party. Or Florida is say, a crazy state. We or or you got to say, you got to say, everybody's going to be voting for Kanye down there. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how this plays out, whether or not he'll actually get on the ballot because he does still have to have his little, you know, his, 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 all his dots right. in a row. Like, right. I mean, I don't know if he's, gotten the signatures that he needs but i would suspect he's got people out there working for him oh i'm sure he has to get that done and and have it in by a certain date or whatever he's got to do but 
Yeah. This could be some even more craziness. It, it, yeah, we we're it's let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just looking um, to see what happens. I just, I'm yeah. just, I, I have an open mind. I mean, well, look at our options. Okay. Look at the options for leaders. I don't know. Um, Biden, I'm praying. Kanye, I, pray I don't even know who else is out there. I mean, it, you know, is Bernie Sanders, still, can he still get on the list or something? No, I don't know. No, he can't no. be. There's a lot of independence. And I was looking when I, yeah. I, I saw Kanye's name. Um, but there's so much more involved. It's, you know, it's just, we'll see what happens. I just, I just don't know what to say. It's I just like to give facts because I'm really the only expert that I'm in is in education. And of right, course, right. the what Shelly and I are putting together, I'm not, you know, I know a little bit about, you know, the political system and I'm yeah. very passionate about this country and, you know, being able to, to have my democracy because of my past. Mm. But I just, I really don't know what's going to happen. Look at the last election. We didn't know until I think it was three or four in the morning of the next day. Yeah, couldn't believe and, it. Could not and believe it. I thought right. people were joking when they told me. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. And you know, who knows? I know I want to go and vote personally in person. I'm not doing, a friend of mine's doing, she's mailing in her ballot. I'm like, not in, not in Florida, I'm not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah so, right. Yeah. So you just don't know, but I'm so glad you brought up the fact that we are in the energy. We're in a quantum age of energy because it's so important to bring that into the leadership fold and have that leader that's, you know, visionary, that is aligned and, you know, goes within so yes. that they can, they can tap into source yeah. and understand energy. Because once you have all of those components, you can make change immediately for the better for everybody. And it's not painful. It's not painful. Mm. And people don't realize that. It's just, we're, we're really in a very interesting point in our history. And I'm glad to be alive during this time, just yeah. like I know you. I'm glad that we've you know, decided to do our podcast to, to get people to think, yeah. because it's, it's important. We just can't, you can't be complacent. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Not no. anymore. Because even if you are, this still has an effect on your cell tissue. Yes. It's still like you could be off doing whatever and ignoring what's going on, but it's still going to affect you on some, some micro level. It does. It, it yes. just does. You might feel sleepy, fatigued, who knows, you know, like there's so many different ways that this will affect us. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes my boot camp is like that week, geez, you know, like I was feeling really like, you know, like so I, tired I and I don't know why, cause I got plenty of sleep and I'm like thinking, yeah, it's cause of everything that's going on out there. It <laughs> is. It's and, running through your body. And when you're aware of it, you can, you can tap into yourself and we have things that you could do to energize yourself. And when you're tapped into source, doing what you love, making a difference, living your purpose, living your destiny, you are always feeling energized. It's just amazing how this works. You know, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So there's, um, 
what know, a show girl <laughs> i know right but i guess i i want to get into a little bit of is like how you know moving forward the whole thing about this show was you know you know a call to you know leaders like who who are the leaders going to be what is it going to take you know and, the leaders of america yeah. yeah the leaders of america and then you know what i had described i didn't i never realized until recently those archetypal forces that are of this country and how they actually shaped me and i can feel them in me think and i at, there was a period of time where i was like is that my archetype and and i could just determine that it wasn't right. my own you know my own one it was right. one that was outside of myself but i definitely tap into them and and i got to think that other Americans or other people in this country have the same kind of thing happening with, with I think everybody. Does. Yes. Yeah. And, and what's so interesting is if you're from a different country, like I'm an immigrant to this country, I have a blend of both to a point. Right. As I, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting and you know, you have to tap in and you have to understand yeah. Like it, it can be in your cell tissue, your DNA, you mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, yeah, totally. You know, you, that history gets passed down. Those, the, it gets passed tribal. down in exactly. your genes and, and everything in your DNA for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But anyway, so, you know, it, it, it because of that, it, and, and the reason why we did this whole series on the sacred contract of America is to get you to think and feel mm -hmm. about what is actually occurring currently in our country and mm -hmm. how that's going to play out. It's, you know, we've been at this now since, since, you know, we've been in this COVID, you know, 19 uh, pandemic it's, isolation it's shutdown and it's still going on. And there's really, you know, people are trying to get back to some, some form of, okay, how are we going to manage schools? How mm -hmm. are we going to, you know, you know, for gyms and stuff, for fitness and stuff, how are we going to manage that? How are we going to manage our healthcare? How are we going to manage, um, you know, going out into restaurants? Are people going to get sick? You know, again, are we going to see another, you know, surge of this? Lying, um, traveling. You know? traveling and, and stuff. And so it's, it's like, is it going to shut down our economy a little bit more and then affect us that way where we're still housebound and we still have to reflect on what we're doing and what's coming next and how this is going to play out. And so it's really important to have uh, leaders in place that are connecting on an energetic level now because we can't right. do it on that physical just that only physical level no, we're going into these other and right. i think like you know when we what we're going to be talking about in our next show is some of these um mm -hmm. business leaders um or these unconventional business leaders who are currently right. you know mega business leaders and, and we're going to be discussing, you know, what their intent was, if they're still on course with what they originally started with, probably mm -hmm. about 10 or 20, actually 20 years ago, most of them, the ones that we're going to be tapping into and, and discussing in our next show and, and seeing how are they still in alignment and are they actually, who's the good leaders who might be the not so good leaders or do they share kind of a collective role in leadership in, in say, you know, you discussed I'm for capitalism. Well, these are entrepreneurs 
right. and philanthropists that we're going to be discussing and, and how important those, those archetypal forces are for our survival. Mm-hmm. You know, not just the four survival archetypes, which Shelly and I are going to be putting together a huge course on that. Oh, huge for leaders. For, for leadership, yes, and and how to yeah how to manage stress, anger, and all that, and I mean it's it's going to be really a a, a great program. It, it is a great program, and leadership starts from within. So this yeah. course is basically for anybody. Yeah, and it's really how to work through those issues of fear. And one of the things that I wanted to tap into you know, in this show that we, we didn't touch on was what is the real base fear that we deal with, with those survival, survival archetypes. Maybe I'll save it for the next show and, you know, okay. keep a little mystery here for, for, <laughs> our, for our listeners. It's like, what is yeah. it? I think I know what it might be, but it'll, yeah. it'll actually surprise you. And yeah. it's, it's really the base fear that is right down in all of our guts in our survival mode. And it, it's our greatest fear and it's not death. Whoa. Is it public right. speaking? <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be one. For I mean, sure. The humiliation of that for sure. Oh if you're, if you're public speaking. Up. Yeah. Right. Public right? speaking. Oh but, man. Um, right. But, but I love the course that we're putting together for everybody because it's tapping into the four core archetypes, not only to help you with your stress, but to own your power, communicate, talk powerfully. Because how many times do you really want to say something you don't know how to say it? Yeah. And it might come out wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. And you, I think when you're putting something together, if you feel it, and then you think about it, like you think, you feel it first, feel it, and then think about it and say, you know, does this hold some, some truth that, you know, other people, like not just me, truth for me, but does it hold truth for, you know, this person, that person, does it hold true, you know, on, on the higher levels of, of, you know, say government, does it hold true in other countries? Does it hold true when you're starting to, to become a leader? Is it just where, where freedom, which is everything about what our sacred contract of this country was about freedom for all. That's, that's huge. That's what everybody wants, right? We want to be free. We want to be liberated. We don't want to be told what to do. You know, it's like, you're not the boss of me. (laughs) Yeah, you're not exactly. And that's what people don't realize. They need to start doing their research because if socialism or or communism comes into this country, it's going to be a different ballgame. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be the country that we knew. So people have to look and think and research and and just open your eyes because i'm telling you i don't want to go back to cuba that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) all right so not negotiable no right so peeps i want you to think how are we adapting to the quality of life currently with this covid19 and then how are we transforming with our relationship to one another in this life concerning this covid19 are you still like you know accusing blaming whatever you're blaming the government knock it off. All right. We're in this together. It's affecting all of us, not just you. And then what is the purpose of life and how are we transforming as a world? You know, start asking yourself these questions because these are what we're supposed to be working on right now, getting over it so we can move forward. The other question is, 
who are going to be the leaders who will who look as as we are navigating and redesigning this new life vision who are they who will they be who are people that we could follow you know that we really that, that we see as having integrity who can really see through this 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 illusion this yeah. illusion the illusion of it exactly redesigning i love that word because we are going to have to be redesigning yes everything. we are we got to be architects and engineers yes. you know like we we have to be architects and engineers and pioneers of something new as well as the yes. visionary and the entrepreneur businessman philanthropist because we do have to give back we you know what we what we receive it's always about being appreciative and yes it is back it's, because it's cycle. exactly because if anything what you learn with age is anything that you acquire some in some way shape or form you can you can lose it in a split second totally it's a stop that's it's good. stop and it's enough of, of acquiring stuff now we have to stop stop with the stuff and start with the inside exactly so I hope you like this show, this series yeah. on the sacred contract of America. I mean, we put a lot of work into it. We hope you listen to it over and over again and, and ask some questions if you have them. We'd love to hear from you. And if you really enjoyed um, uh, the, the show, yeah, just leave a review. People love to hear from you. Yes, you know, we, like, yeah, we would love to hear. Feedback. Yes. And then never miss an episode of Evolve 360 by remembering to subscribe or download on iTunes or you can watch us on YouTube. Yes. Yes, a little pretty smiles. And then, and then um, you can find everything at our website at www.evolve360show.com. This is Shelly Grace and Shelly Devine with Life Unplugged Raw and Real. We'll see you on the next Evolve 360 Shelly Shell Show. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.